Hello, and this week on the Do What Makes You Disney podcast, we talked to two of the best up-and-coming YouTube stars about their trips to Walt Disney World. And we asked the question, what is your favourite scene in the Carousel of Progress? This and more, so join us, please, as we do what makes us Disney. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Do What Makes You Disney podcast. Whereas UK-based Disney Dads chat more Disney World, Disneyland Paris, and all things Disney. From ride reviews to current news, we hope to help you with your Disney blues. Hello and good day. My name is Andy and I'm from the Robson family. And joining me today are my fellow co-hosts, Mr. Danny Perry from Perry with the Mouse. Bonjour. Bonjour, ça va? Ah. And of course, Mr. Lewis Miller from Your Great Adventures. All right. All right, that. All right. And joining us this week are two of our very good friends from the epic YouTube channel world, Aussie Robbo and the English Gent. It's Darren and Rob. Hello there. Good day. Hello. Yo, yo. How, are we all, how are we all doing this week? Super. There you go. Short and snappy. I'm done. <laughs> It's only Tuesday, is it? No, it's Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's, it, it's only Tuesday. It's been a long day for me. I've said, like, I, I said, said to the lads, I've been, uh, I've been up since four a.m. So uh, it's it's uh, nine what nine p.m. now. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a long night. But no, it'd be great. Let's go. I, I'm good too. Good. <laughs> Brilliant. Sweet. Sure as we, I love it. Oh, fantastic. Right, that's uh, two well, minutes in. Let's wrap this podcast up. See <laughs> <laughs> you all later. Um, so, as we all know, we like to uh, start our show each week with a question of the week. And this week, our wonderful question has been supplied by this fine gentleman. Where is he? He's over here. Mr. Danny Perring. And the question of the week is, of course, what is your favourite scene from Disney's seminal Carousel of Progress. And um, because they are our guests this week, I'm going to turn to the fine two gentlemen below me. Uh, chaps, what's your favourite scene? Well, Rob, <laughs> what would you say your favourite scene is? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, what's your favourite scene? <laughs> uh, my favourite bit, we've only been on it once, because we've only been to, well, we've been three times to Walt Disney World. Yeah. Uh, we went on it once the first time we were there. Yeah. And I turned around after the first scene and see someone fast off snoring <laughs> in the audience. And it's this one. Uh, yeah. When you, when you go to recharge your batteries, you've got to recharge your batteries, you know? You know, you go to warm heat and you go inside and it's nice and cool and the air conditioning, you know, Florida air conditioning is amazing. And it just kind of hit me and I was like, yeah, I, I don't like a light. I think I've seen, I've actually seen more of the, 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 the ride on other people's blogs <laughs> than I did when I was actually on the ride itself, you know? And me going, yeah, you were there. You've, you've been there. <laughs> um, did you know what? Did you not want to take advantage when he left and go? Did you not see the bit with the dinosaurs with C three PO and the Daleks? Well, that's what we do when we go to see anything. Where we go to the cinema to see animated movies, he falls asleep halfway through, yeah. and I could say anything. I could say anything happened. He said. He said to me when we watched Moana, it was like, oh, what did you think of the crab? And I was like, what, what crab? I, I missed that whole. 
the whole. <laughs> I, oh, I was taking the Mickey when I said there was a giant crab that sings and dances and sparkles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's his. Uh, for me, uh, I think I've, I've I waited like over forty years to go to Walt Disney World. So for me, it was the futuristic scene. Yeah, anything with Tomorrowland and um, to do with the vision of the future. Um, same goes for Epcot. I just love that kind of kitsch. Yeah, yeah tongue in cheek. <laughs> We're not all flying around in space cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Jetsons had it so Jetson, wrong there. Yeah. Uh, Dan. Danny, what's your favourite scene, my friend? I've gone for the 1940s scene um, set during the Halloween season where Patty finds the uh, the old exercise machine. She's standing there jiggling away in the in the uh, in the bathroom because she's uh, she's gonna go to the prom with that slug. Um, I can't remember what his name is now in it, but yeah, she's going she's going to the prom. Um, Sarah's had a paint mixing machine made for her in a, a rumpus room. It's a it's a delightful scene. Full of witty puns. <laughs> How have they not made a movie out of this one yet? <laughs> Watch this space. I'm sure yeah. someone somewhere at the Walt Disney Company's going. Yeah. Got Tom Hanks lined up. Yeah. No, no. Let's be honest. It'll be Dwayne Johnson. It'll, it'll be Dwayne. He's a, he's finishing Dwayne. off Journey Three and Jumanji Dive, everything. and yeah. Yeah. Mine's a 1940s. Go on, Lewis. Well, I I like that scene as well. Thanks, Danny. Uh, but uh, actually, what do you know? What I, I really like—it's not the actual scenes; it's the in, in between bits, the mute, yeah. the songs between, and how they kind of change with the style of music. If you kind of listen to it, yeah. Uh, in between, in between, so that's—I mean—that's again short but sweet. But that's the bit so I really like the, the most. The rather, brothers. Yes, indeed, yeah, yeah. indeed. So the, the like the in between songs and having a little bit of a sing along. To be honest, guys, I so I heard that uh, well, a friend of mine apparently got kicked out for singing too loud. So okay. in, in, no, well, no, it would have been you, but yeah, apparently, he's, I mean, I cannot confirm or deny that that rumor, but apparently he got kicked out because he, he was singing too loud. To it's a great big beautiful spot. I really don't know what was going on, but there you go. So he was being too happy. A little yes, over <laughs> There's there too much happiness in this place. Get out. Indeed, yeah. indeed. How about you, Andy? What's your favorite scene? Uh, I've, I've got to say with Darren this one. I, I love the whole sort of futuristic 70s, 60s vision of the future. I, it's you know, I, I want a little hair dressing machine that's gonna do my hair and all those fantastic things that you know you know to watch something 20 30 years ago when i first went and there's a video telephone and now excuse me i have stuff like iphones with facetime so i think it's still great i think it's still very very cool you're not gonna tell us about when you didn't even have a car phone oh no yeah yeah and i'm still waiting for that game to come out yeah but they're playing Oh, mate, well, we're not there yet. We're not in the future. I mean, what year was that meant to be? 1988? Or... Mm. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. 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 But it's, it's one of them. I, I do I do think it's a really good attraction from start to finish. But, yeah, I'm with you, mate. I like the whole futurism thing. I mean, you know. Yeah. yeah. 
Totally there's, a good, um, there's a good Easter egg in that scene as well, up on the notice board. Um, yeah. And it says, Marty called, made changes about the legendary Imagineer Marty Sklar. So, um, obviously, they had changed the Carousel of Progress attraction to um, the theme song, Now is the Time. And Marty Sklar wanted to change it back to It's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. So on the very last scene, up on the right-hand side by the oven, there's a notice board. And written on a bit of paper pinned to that, it says, Marty called, made changes. Meaning wow. Marty's made changes to this whole attraction. And we're sticking or, with it. It's a reference to Back to the Future. Yeah, I was with you in that one. I was with you in that one. 21, I can tell that's what you're going with it at first when you're telling the story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. That guys, well, thank you very much. This was, of course, the question of the week. So, thank you very much for taking part. If you enjoy watching weekly episodes of your favourite Disney podcasts, then head on over to YouTube and check us out. Don't forget to like, subscribe and hit that notification bell so you get to see our shows first. Of course, the voice of our very talented friend, Evie, uh, who thankfully takes after her mum. Um, so before we get into this... Oh, he's right there! <laughs> no, she definitely gets her talent from her dad. Um uh, so before we get into news this week, I do just want to sort of mention a post that we got on Instagram this morning. For those of you who do listen to us on Apple Podcast, episode 17 is missing. Um, we've done a little bit of digging. I know it's. I, I, I spent a good hour today um, finding out what was going on when I was you know, meant to be working. Hopefully my boss doesn't watch this. Um, we use a podcast hosting platform in order to get it ready to upload to the various mediums that we use, such as Spotify, all the other ones out there. That medium, for whatever reason, is having a bit of a delay, apparently, getting stuff onto Apple. And I've interest, though, sure. all the other podcasts that we listen to, like the Disney Dish and the Diz, and all those other wonderful programs out there, do seem to be having this problem. So we're fairly confident we've not breached any of the Apple policies, uh, but we are in the process of trying to find a new podcast hosting platform. So if you have missed it, you can catch up with it on YouTube. It's on Spotify, Google Podcasts. By all means, go and catch us there. Or if you're patient, we will have it with you soon. I just wanted to get that out there. So thank and, you very much. And, and Anchor, if you are listening, it's not us, it's you. And that's going to be one of the... I wasn't going to mention them by name. I mean, well, you, not you already said it, so you did. Yeah, did yeah. I? You yeah. did. Oh well, Friday slip then. Fair enough. It's editing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Oh god, I need I need sleep. Um, so let's move on to the news. The news is brought to you by Your Great Adventures, the official travel partner of the Do What Makes You Disney podcast. Your Great Adventures offers a personal travel planning service free of charge. From Walt Disney World to the rest of the world, Your Great Adventures can help create your perfect holiday. I've mentioned this before. I'm not going to give a lip service to this company if it's not something I don't believe in. I booked with Your Great Adventures. I send my friends to Great Adventures. In fact, one of my friends is coming to Lewis today to book a holiday. I will go out my way on social media to say, you're having a bad price for your holiday? 
come and see Lewis. So they're absolutely a very, very important part of our community here on the podcast. So without further ado, Monsieur Perring, time for the new Silver Play. Yeah, boy. Right, we've got a few uh, a few news stories this week. First one is Walt Disney World to phase out temperature screenings. Uh, so the Walt Disney World Resort is getting ready to phase out on-site, on-site temperature screenings. Uh, screenings for cast members will end on May 8th, so that's already done. And for guests, it will end on May 16th. Uh, basically, the the in, the move is in alignment with the guidelines from the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, the Disney official statement is: since reopening, we have considered guidance from public health authorities, government agencies, and our own team of health and safety experts as we assess and update health and safety measures to help prevent the spread of COVID nineteen. As this guidance continues to evolve and with all this and with the support of local health and government officials, we are making some additional adjustments following the advice of the CDC and our local health officials. We will phase out on-site temperature screenings at the Walt Disney World Resort for cast members beginning May 8th and guests on May 16th. We will continue to follow the guidance of health and safety leaders going forward and most importantly, encourage people to get vaccinated. Um so I believe Universal have already stopped um, temperature screenings for guests already. Um, so well before um, Walt Disney World have. But this is a step in a positive direction, right? Yeah, That's absolutely. Me. Yeah. Go ahead, chaps. I'll let you have your say first as our um, treasured guest. Yeah, so we, cause we've been following it throughout the year, haven't we? And... Uh, the, the, we've been looking at the feedback, but not just from guests, but also like um, the actual whole way it functions. And from what I can gather, it wasn't the best way of gauging. You know, there was ways around it. A lot of people were taking tablets to sort of drop their temperatures and da da da. And I, I just think maybe in regards of them running a park, it's not the easiest way to go about it. And I think now we're coming out the other end. Hopefully, things will improve. I mean, we were yeah, we were in Paris like last September. And I don't think there was no, no temperature no, there was no yeah. temperature screenings there at all. So I guess that was just an American exercise. So wow. I guess that was just there. I, I don't remember any temperature no, screenings. Yeah, yeah. So we were there, you know, with masks on and everything, but there was no temperature screenings or anything. So but look where they are now. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> yeah. But... No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but I mean, it's ironic, isn't it? They were doing temperature screens, and it's like a million degrees in Florida. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. like you know, it, it was a it was a crazy thing. Anyway, but uh, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, they must have had a they must have had a tent full of people, you know. When you 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 failed your 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 temperature screening, you had to go to a tent. They must have been like, no, loads of people. In there. <laughs> so so we, we have it at work, and you can imagine obviously in the UK weather, it's not the warmest. People are coming to the office. They've got the the heaters on the cars. They come in, they fail. It's like you have the heating on the car for the last ten minutes. Yeah, mate, it's cold. Go and stand outside for five minutes. Come back in in five minutes. It's literally just that ambient temperature warm you up anyway. So yeah, it's, it's crazy, right? Yeah, I, I mean, it's the right direction. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, 100%. definitely. Cool. New story number two. Disney After Hours Boo Bash will take place on selected nights, August 10th to October 31st from 9pm till midnight at the uh, Magic Kingdom Park. So um, essentially, this is a, a, 
this is not a a hard ticket party event. This is a hard ticket after hours event, uh, like they have done in the past. Um, so you will obviously need to purchase um, a, a ticket for the event. But it's uh, another one where there are going to be trick or treat stations. Um, there will be performances from the cadaver dance. There's going to be decor, lighting, music, um, things along that. Um, there won't be, according to the press release, there won't be any parades. There may be a cavalcade or two, but there won't be any parades. And it looks like no meet and greets, no character meet and greets as well um, are currently scheduled. But they are looking to have at least, um, it says, uh, more than 20 attractions will be open during the the after hours event um at the magic kingdom and if that that's sort of what is um that's sort of what's open now if i'm thinking about it minus the shows and things like that you're probably looking <coughs> at around 20 attractions anyway aren't you but yeah, i think it's um yeah. it's good we've got a i mean I, I won't be going because i won't be going out there but it's it's nice to see that there's going to be a, a a Halloween event for people that are going this year. So what do we think? Um, well, we've been to two of these events before and we're actually going to be there when this one's going to be on, theoretically, assuming that the airline's still going and the, the, the holidays are still on. Fingers crossed. So yeah, we will be... We haven't done Halloween though, have we? That's no. the one thing. But we did. We have talked about this event when, when it got announced and we have talked about the fact that we are going to try and go to it. So yeah, um, they're great events to go to. Um, the last one we went to, what was that? That was, it was the after hours. After, yeah, it was yeah. the after dark. Um, oh, yeah, no. so I planned it quite wrong because I, I, I wake up quite early when I'm on holiday over there. And then by the time, say, five, six o'clock, I'm starting to wait. And at eight o'clock, I was, I was almost dying, you know? Um, so it was a long night because we were there to one in the morning almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's fantastic because you can just literally walk on the rides, you know, all the popular ones, five minutes max, if, if that, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And then you're just walking around getting snacks in between in the, in the meantime. And, um, yeah, no, it's, it's a fantastic night. So we're, we're going to try and get to it, I think, uh, assuming we can get out there for the holiday. Yeah. It goes a plan to head. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Lewis? Uh, first, of all, first of all, guys, you will be going out. There's no doubt about it. I'm telling right. you now. I'm, I, <laughs> I, I've said, I've said, a, I've said a, like, you know, loads of times on this podcast that we're due to go out in July, and I'm quite confident – I'm really confident that we're going. So uh, there you go. So you were definitely going. So don't worry about that. Uh, in enjoy your <laughs> evening at the Disney After Hours Boo Bash. That's what all I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, this is cool, man. I mean, like, you know, um, it, I think obviously Disney are looking to recoup some money <laughs> and they're going to try and find a ways to do it when they can't have, like, you know, the, the, the parties. Uh, so this is the next best thing. I'd be interested in the price point. I really, yeah. I really would be. Uh, I, I kind of think, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think they're about $119 plus tax per For, person yeah. around about that area. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not a cheap after hours event anyway. You've got a family of four. That's a fairly substantial evening, but although... Younger kids probably won't go to that because it'd be too late. But yeah, it was, I mean, we found that the sorry, we found that the, the kids that were going 
were often um, autistic children and uh, kids with issues with crowds. And we found that they were the main children going. A lot of it was adults, but for the kids we did see, it was a great yeah. opportunity for that, those kids to sort of have a free range in the parks. So there's that yeah. side of it which I'm really yeah, eager to introduce again to yeah, going to visit. No, that's cool. Definitely. Go on, Danny. Um, Mickey's not so scary. When that one when that was on, am I correct in saying that was a seven pm start time for that event? Yeah, but they normally start phasing people out from the parks around about five ish, so they start getting them out in that two hour period. Yeah, and by so, that stage, you should normally have your wristband. So, not so scary is what seven till midnight. Midnight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you were able to get in actually from four pm. Yeah. So this is this is really something that. These after hours, I, they, they're not going to stay as after hours, are they? They are going to want to go back to a fully fledged party once once things are better, surely. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, you know, obviously, this is a good excuse to get the the after hours thing back in, in play. It's more really. revenue as well for the parks going forward as well, isn't it? Absolutely. So, and from my understanding, you can actually get into the parks, even though it's, is it nine or 9.30 till yeah, half past nine. midnight? You can get in from seven o'clock on these tickets. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad then. Yeah. That's not bad at all. Cool, cool. Anything anybody else wants to add to the boo bash? I just wish I was going. It looks like it could be fun. Um, I, I honestly can't wait for you guys. You got, you know, Lewis says you, you know, you're fortunate enough to go. I, I can't wait to watch that episode of your vlog. I really can't. Yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully we'll get a better vlog than we did last time at night because we were using the GoPros and the GoPros don't fare too well in the darkness, especially because no, they, they don't, don't turn on the lights. It's not, it's not very well lit, is what I noticed last time as well. Yeah, so really yeah. so uh, it's not the best vlogging if you have a dodgy camera, you know, and the GoPros aren't the best at night. So uh, hopefully we'll get some better footage this time. Decent. Yeah, sounds right. good. Right. So, final news story, and for me, is the most important news story. Club Call is returning to Epcot, <laughs> and along with Club Call, Beverly, Beverly oh. is making its return to Club Call. Forget your Halloween party, forget your temperature screenings, right? Pranking a family member that has forgotten what yep. this bad boy tastes like is the greatest bit of news I've heard all week, and it's only Tuesday. So, for me, as a, as a Disney fanatic with children, there's two things in life that you want to be able to do with your kids. Number one, get them to do the Jedi trials in the temple, because you can't do it. And number two is to watch their face that first time they take a sip and go, what was that? So... Yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to watching some poor person get pranked by it. Father, why have you forsaken me? <laughs> Charlie actually spat it out on the floor. He hated it that much. And I, went, I went, you're the reason why no one can walk through this bleeding building and yeah, there's the floor floor because you've spat all over it. I was like, stop. He went, but I don't like it. I was like, fair enough. But let's just go to the bin next time, shall we? <laughs> What is the flavour that like is actually really nice? Because there's some of them that are there, there's, obviously the Beverly's. There's a pineapple Fanta that was there, and that yeah. was good. Yeah. Is there a watermelon uh, Fanta as well? Yeah, yeah it's like the Thailand a Thailand one. And um, 
Isn't there one from like Bolivia or something like that that was quite good? Yeah, there was. I can't remember where what it is, but yeah, it's been a while. The, the Italians just have no taste buds, do they, for that Beverly? No, <laughs> Some of the best food in the world, but the most vile drink you've ever had. Yeah. Too right. Well, that's it's definitely. It's a spicy the Have a yeah. Beverly to go with your pasta. <laughs> no. Yeah, we, we got pranked our first visit. We got yeah. completely literally pranked by our friends. One was a cast member and the other two were like long, ongoing sort of uh, park visitors, weren't they? And they, yeah, yeah they completely got us. Um, oh, I, wish, I wish we'd been vlogging back then. That would have been great. <laughs> first time I ever took my wife and made sure she had a drink. She went, I said, these are all different drinks from around the world. They're nice. And I took a pretend sip of Beverly and said, oh, man, this is lovely. Try this. And she literally just stood there going, Yeah. What is Beverly though? What what actually is the ingredients of it? Does anybody know? Old people. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know when you know when Oh no, I've spilt something on the side and you accidentally leave the tea towel there and you don't realise the tea towel's got soaking wet and then you pick it up and you do that. That's yeah. Beverly. <laughs> She's a cruel mistress, Beverly. That's she it. is. She uh, is. Right, well, that, that concludes the news for this week, guys. Um, I didn't want a two-hour podcast again, so... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, nobody he says 27 back. minutes. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Danny. Uh, now, of course, we're coming over to Mr. Miller, uh, the owner of our official travel partner, Your Great Ventures, to tell us what amazing deal he has this week. Yeah, well, thank you very, very much. Oh, sorry. Jingle. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. Robson. Uh, so here we go. This is the Your Great Ventures travel deal of the week and this week it's not disney related i'm afraid well you can have a bit of a disney stop here but this is a usa multi-center which is uh due to well departs in march 2022 it's based on two people and you visit five cities so you visit new york Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Nashville, and Miami. So I'll just break that down very quickly. That's three nights in New York, four nights in Las Vegas, three nights in Los Angeles, three nights in Nashville, and three nights in Miami. Um, with that, you also get a New York Explorer Pass, a Grand Canyon sightseeing flight from Las Vegas, mm -hmm a Hollywood city tour in LA and an old town trolley tour in Nashville. Now, oh, wow. would you believe guys, you get your direct flights and your internal flights. This is based on room only, but this is £1,799 per person. So that is the deal of the week. That's a madness, Lewis. A madness, I say. <laughs> Have some well, of that, I tell you. Oh, shove that. Blind. Yeah. Go back to New York. So. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, absolutely. It's a cracking deal. And uh, £100 per person deposit. Uh, <coughs> nothing to pay until December 21. And uh, yeah, you still get your full ABTA at all protection and a full refund if 
you cannot travel due to government restrictions, which we know will be all over by that point. So, uh, yeah, travel deal of the week. You know, that, that is a If you love listening to your podcasts, check us out on all good podcast sites, including Apple and Spotify. Please subscribe and leave a five-star review. Cheers. Cheers. Yes. That would be appreciated, I, folks. Yes, very much. I'll, I'll also send a letter to Anchor to ask why it's not on Apple. Please. Please. Please, Apple. Move along, please. Helps please. with algorithms and such. Yes. Oh, right, fantastic. So, sorry, I've just been notified that according to an old Italian article about the beverage that was translated into English, the ingredients of this beverage are water, sugar, flavourings, uh, whatever they are, skin. Yeah, old people. It is. It, it is Catholic guilt in the cup. I swear down. Um, carbon dioxide. So no wonder it tastes horrible. It's poisonous. <laughs> Citric acid, preservatives, dyes, and sodium benzoate. Um, when okay. it says dyes, it's a clear drink. So does that mean there is old dead people in there? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Do you recognize the translation? <laughs> What is the flavor supposed to be? Skin. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> old people. <laughs> old people. <laughs> oh, Wet God. Town. oh, well, there goes our Italian viewership anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, sorry to that one Italian that. who watches the show. Um, <laughs> so this week, as I do every week, we have a topic of discussion. It's everything from our favourite experiences in Disneyland Paris to our perfect day in Magic Kingdom. But this week, we're joined by two of our favourite YouTube stars, Ozzy Robbo and the English gent, a.k.a. Robin Darren, who are going to tell us all about what makes them such amazing YouTube gurus. Um, first question, I've, I've got to ask this one. Uh, how, how many times... Individually, have you been to Orlando and obviously together? Uh, all our trips have been together so far. Yeah. So um, right. we've okay. been individually uh, without each other. Um, I actually used to live in America for a bit and work in America, but uh, I've never been to Orlando. Um, but we've been three times? Three times, yeah. Three times and vlogged one of those, yeah. So what got you into vlogging in the first place? Um, I think... Before the last time we went, we were watching a lot of other vloggers to kind of uh, learn about stuff and learn about tips and tricks and all those kind of things for the, for the trips that we go on and, you know, just try and get those inside things that you don't really know about before you go. So we started yeah. watching more of those. And then I think I just got it thinking, you know, oh, we could actually do this. It just kind of got into our head. And then I started looking at the prices of GoPros and the GoPro Hero 8 was just about to come out. And so I kept looking at it and looking at it. And eventually I just thought I'm going to buy it and then we're just going to go over and do it. But we didn't really discuss, there was no kind of plan about what a blogger is or what, you know, what they do over there or, you know, we just took the camera over there and we thought we just go over there and start doing it. And there was no real plan. And you can kind of see that in the first trip. <laughs> it's, it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> awful. <laughs> so three times, obviously together now as a couple. Yes. What made, what made you go that first time? What, what screamed you said, Let's go to Disney World. So I was supposed to go for my 40th um, back in 1940s. <laughs> 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 
the year of my year, which was 2014. <laughs> um, and that fell through because of various, many, many different reasons. And But we, we sort of, we both loved Star Wars. I introduced Disney more so to you, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. I, you know, it had never been a big thing for me to go to a Disney park. Um, when I used to go back to America, I used to go back to Colorado and places like that where I used to work and live. So that yeah. was more of my destination. You know, Disney hadn't really got into my head. Um, and it was just when he decided that he wanted to go back and go to Disney. And um, it was a perfect storm, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, you, you, we were going to go back for my, we were going to go for my birthday previous year. And then Star Wars Celebration popped up in Florida. And then you you thought that would be a better choice to go to at that time. So we yeah, decided to yeah. go for Star Wars Celebration and um, do the Disney parks afterwards. And we'd done Star Wars Celebration the year before in London and loved it so much that it was, you know, it, it seemed like a natural kind of thing to go to Florida and do it at the same time as do the Disney parks as well. And we were friends with um, one of the managers in one of the parks as well. So he was kind of helping us with uh, planning on our first visit. Yeah. So we left two weeks. First week was all Star Wars. We stayed off property in someone's house. We did go to Universal the first two or three days. Yeah, that was the first place we went before Disney, in fact. Yeah, um, so we went to Universal for two or three days, then did, the, then did the Star Wars celebration for the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then we, we did get to go to, there was a Star Wars night, uh, Galaxy's, Wars Galaxy's uh, what was it? Uh, Galactic Nights. Galactic Nights. Yeah. So we did that, yeah. um, you know, uh, at the Hollywood Studios on the Friday night. And so that was like a little taster of the Disney parks. And then we did not, you know, then we, we started the following week proper going into all the parks and uh, going hardcore. I think after the first holiday, because we had like, the, we literally did have the best day ever on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, it was just phenomenally, like to, to go there and have the mixture of Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge had been announced. So there was all the excitement over that. There was, we, we kept running into people from the films, which was bizarre. And Anthony Daniel played C-3PO. We ran into him on Hollywood Boulevard on, in Hollywood Studios, and we oh, were dressed wow. in pops. And he just basically called us fools, essentially. Like, yeah. like And I, I was going to try and take a picture, and then his, his people ushered him away before I could grab a photo with all of us together. So it was, And uh, then for me, waiting so long to go to Disney and having that sort of situation where I've got two of my biggest loves in, you know, in life, which is Star Wars and Disney, I was like, this is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and I think part of the reason why we started the channel was really thinking we want to document those kind of experiences in the future. We don't want to let them go. We've got photos. We have some video from the first trip, but not. Yeah, well, funnily enough, when we were at Star Wars Celebration, I was taking videos of Hot Toys because I knew they were quite popular on YouTube, people looking at the latest Hot Toys that hadn't been released. So I actually kind of started blogging on the first trip in 2017, but it was only about Hot Toys. And there was no talking, yeah. there, was no, there was no interaction or anything. It was just, you know, and um, those, those have probably got more views, more views, than, right? <laughs> <laughs> more views than the current videos. But, uh, yeah, that was the first time, I guess, yeah. And was it, so you, was it actually, like, love at first sight when you kind of literally, you went into the parks and literally, whoa, like, from that, that trip, that was it. You're going to be kind of going yeah. back year after year. I mean, for me, every day was like that. It was literally because yeah. we did a, a different uh, park per day. The first time was the, the Galactic Nights, so that was a perfect introduction to Hollywood Studios because it was it was night time. It was a beautiful summer evening. They had fireworks, everything, and they were uh, amazing, weren't they? Those fireworks that night. Yeah. I've seen um, a video of them, and I was rather jealous that I never got a chance to see them. 
because they looked out of this world. Because if my memory serves me correctly, they they came up from behind Star Tours. Is that right? Yeah, it, yeah, sort of like the big screen and then to the left. That's but it. What was the friend, the cast member who was a manager in Hollywood Studios at the time? He got us into a private standing area. Yeah, there was a rumor that um, George Lucas was so, so George Lucas was going to turn up. So he kind of got us to where he thought he was going to be, but he never turned up. He never showed up. So we spent the whole fireworks looking around. It's going well. So we that night we did see uh, Sam Whitworth. Uh, he was he he obviously had a you know a few tickets there because he was he was he dashed past us at one stage. Oh, and they also right. took a photo of us dressed as Ewoks and put it up on the big screen where the fireworks. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was how epic. I think that was a pretty phenomenal way of you know. And then I tried. I think I cried on the first. I think the next day we went to Magic Kingdom, didn't we? Or oh, was the first next the first time we went? Yeah, yeah, and I cried. I just yeah. I got onto Main Street, and it was just. <laughs> and he stood there going, "What the hell? <laughs> Everything's tiny." Yeah. <laughs> oh, big uh, me, me! I was just uh, I was just amazed at the enormity of all the parks. I didn't. I didn't know that much about Disney parks. I've got to be honest with you. I didn't know there was five parks in Florida. To be, you know, I didn't know any of this kind of stuff. I didn't. Yeah, so it was all quite new to me. And um, yeah, I, I was kind of, you know, taken away by how how big it, the scale it was. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a part of our vlog as well. Is we don't want us both to be into the exactly the same things. We want to have like a a learning curve on both sides. So it's quite nice for me to. Well, yeah, because you're, you're more into yeah. the characters and the history and a lot of that sort of stuff. Whereas I'm just more into theme park rides and, you know, roller coasters more, I'd yeah. say, yeah. I mean, I, I love that you, you said there, every day was the best day ever. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Absolutely. I, I, like, the guys know my next trip will be my 33rd trip. And to me, it's still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Third, I've been wow. 30 times, yeah. My first Is that trip, 12? <laughs> my first trip was 1990 when i was two years old so oh, okay, yeah. yeah um but i'm still like that now 32 trips later every day is still the best day ever do you think that that feeling will continue with you going forward like this is still the best thing ever i i think so i think uh, i think disneyland paris proved that as well because we weren't that bothered about going to disneyland paris last year it's never been at the forefront of our, you know, need to go out of all the parks in the world. Disneyland Paris wasn't the one which was really at the top, but the opportunity was there, and we ended up having the best time. And that was during a pandemic. <laughs> it's like, yeah. so if we could do that with masks on and social distancing and half the things being closed down, um, and you enjoyed it a lot more than I thought you would. Yeah, yeah. And then the whole Disney aspect of holidays is 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 a lot more of an attraction for me now that we've gone to a few of them, and then we watch a lot more Disney vloggers. Um, some people we watch Ordinary Adventures. They went to uh, Alani recently. Yeah, yeah. In Hawaii. Yeah. And I've always wanted to go to Hawaii, and this kind of sold it to me even more. The fact that they've got this really nice park there and this really nice hotel, and you know that 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 Disney aspect of going to Hawaii certainly made a lot more appealing now. That I want to go to Hawaii in the future and try and make a concerted effort to get there, you know, because we've had genuinely really positive things. We've stayed off site, on site, yeah, and whichever we've done, we've had a, a really good time. You, of course, you have your bad days where you're not feeling too good or you're a bit achy, yeah. you're a bit tired, but there's always a, there's always an alternative. There's always a way, you know, to sort of fix it. There's always kind of uh, yeah, I've never been anywhere like it. So you've mentioned you've stayed on site a few times. Which hotels have you stayed at? 
So at the moment, it's been... So the first visit was Pop Century in the second week. Yeah. Um, not the best in regards of uh, the, yeah, the, the styling and the kind of... Yeah. Um, it's been, it's been a lot since we were there the first time. Yeah, so we, we're actually going back. The next trip, we'll be going back to Pop Century since it's been... Like, the room's been updated. And that was our main issue with it, was the rooms were kind of... And also the gondolas are there now as well, which makes, you know... Good yeah, the Skyliner. Um, yeah. So we're, we're willing to give it a second chance. Um, and then Coronado Springs was the last one. And we stayed in 2019 in the tower, in yeah. the Grand Destino Tower. And that was phenomenal. That was just... <laughs> beautiful. So when we, go in, when, when we go in July, I'm claiming it, um, we're staying in the Grand Destino Tower. Really nice. It's... Yeah. It's, 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 it's a fantastic hotel to stay in, yeah. The only gripe you could have, well, I, for me personally, well, for us, we had a uh, high car and we, we have up to now. This next trip, we're not doing a high car for the full thing. We might do it for a few days. Coronado Springs is a bit detached from everything. So if you are relying on buses, you're going to be waiting a bit. Yeah. yeah. But, but that said, for adults especially, it is uh, just beautiful. Just yeah. a f- mm-hmm. fantastic service, fantastic views. Um, the the rooms are beautiful and it feels it feels expensive. It feels like you're in the top end, especially when you go for dinner on the um, on the the little restaurant in the middle of the the, the lake as well. Yeah, yeah. the Three Bridges yeah. area. So yeah, looking forward to it. So we know you're going back hopefully towards the end of the year and you've got Pop Central. But let, let's talk about the bucket list kind of experience now. You, you let's say you're going for two weeks next year, whenever. And you can stay absolutely anywhere you want on property. What is that ultimate bucket list hotel? When you can say it, you know. Um, well, maybe you don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the Polynesian. Uh, okay. We, we, this is the first place we visited even before we went into a park. We had like a really drunken night in the um, Trader Sam's. And yes. We were with all the 501st from the Star Wars celebration as well. And yeah, we we tried every cocktail we had. We were there for a few hours, weren't we? And we yeah. But we also just loved the environment. And uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, Animal Kingdom would be really nice because of, you know, the, obviously the, the scenery and all the animals there. But yeah. I think, you know, the Polynesian is definitely, it's, it, I, I fell in love with the aesthetic of the hotel, the fact that, you know, everyone would and, you know, just outside, you're walking outside, and there's there's just sand everywhere. And it, I think that would be the the hotel that we'd want to stay at. To be honest, yeah. I think also the history is there as well. It's, it's one of those. Uh, I mean, just the John Lennon link alone made me kind of go, ooh. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But, um, yeah, I just love it, and I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with Moana. The like, kind of the updates. Yeah. Uh, the, room, the rooms are looking very similar to the Coronado Springs. They've got that kind of same feel, but with the sort of the Moana twist. Um, but yeah, we'd like to go. In fact, we might get to visit it possibly on the next trip because friends of ours are looking to, or they're looking to go in the uh, bungalows, the raised up bungalows. So, right, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the dream. That is the and like three and a half thousand dollars a night or something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. that's both kidneys and a spleen, right? So, yeah, 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 they're, they're, yeah. they're serious money. Yeah, we, we, I think we. I- we can't ever do that at the moment. We can't justify, but we might visit it. So it's like... <laughs> I think I've got enough DVC points for maybe an afternoon in one of them, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, it's I think, not I cheap. Think, um, 
I think that will, will be about 10 years worth of points for me to stay, yeah. stay one night in one of them. I only get 50 a year, don't I, at the poly? Uh, you you need to give us the dark side of that. Um, the poly's my home resort, so it's where my DVC contract is. And we were lucky enough to get offered a, a 50 point a year contract. Um, so, bit of luck. Next time we go, we're going to try and do a, a few nights on site and um, use some of those DVC points and stay there. So, yeah. Nice. So, I'm with you guys on that one. Yeah. yeah. And I, I definitely agree with the sentiment, Rob, about the, uh, the Animal Kingdom. I've stayed there before and it's it's, it's magical, mate. Just walk, wake up in the morning, make yourself a coffee, your, your coffee machine, stepping onto your balcony and there's a giraffe. Just... <laughs> Right in front of you, can't beat that. It's just brilliant. Yeah, it'd be an amazing experience just to see that, you know. But it's um, yeah, I think we'll go for dinner there this time. But oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah, we haven't even visited there yet, to be honest. So we need to go. Definitely, we ended up we had dinner and there last time, but because we were only there for a week, and we just found that we tried to shut in too much, so we ended yeah. up camping a few reservations, a few bits and bobs here and there. So. This time we're supposed to go in for a fortnight and fingers crossed we'll have all the time we need to do the bits that we've missed before. But yeah, I think even guys are dream days and dream kind of trips. Um, it'd be nice to have the balance. It's not just Disney. We'd like to go back to the Universal. We'd like to go to Busch Gardens. We'd like, you know, there's so many things we haven't done. Yeah. Um, and then the rides. I mean, the coasters. We, we really need to get more coasters in. So yeah. the Velocicoaster is going to be a huge must for us. Um, same with Hagrid's. Uh, we, we want to do both those two. We didn't get to do it last time with that. So, yeah. No, totally. I mean, uh, you obviously listened to last week's show and heard yeah. the three of us gushing at the, 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 the Velocicoaster. So, yeah, I totally get that sentiment. Really, really, really do. Um, so, one of the questions we do like to ask a little bit, particularly for this gentleman here is how do you go about booking your trips to Orlando? Do you, uh, do you go for like a package option with a travel agency or do you sort of DIY and chop and change as you need to? Up to now it's been, we have gone with the travel agency each time we've gone with Virgin that we've last. Right. Yeah. 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 You, you handle all the booking side. I, yeah. I've been handling all the bookings for the last three trips. Um, obviously there was a lot of drama last year with Virgin and it did make us feel very kind of, we didn't, yeah, we didn't trust them as much as we, you know, had before. Um, but they've, they've kind of pulled their finger out a bit more, and they've, yeah, they've done a few little extras for us this time around, which is great. But we don't have any. We've now realised we don't have any loyalty to them. Or yeah, um, it was a shame with Virgin, really. I mean, they they've got a, you know, they had a, they have a a really great reputation, and well, they had. And then they started taking like 180 days to get people's money back. And yeah, uh, yeah. three weeks was my average, gents, just to let you know for the future yeah, reference. Yeah. Um, um, so, <laughs> but you know, it, it was, it was, it was a real, a real shame for them. And I, I felt for so many people like, like yourselves and, you know, you could see it like time after time, where's my money, where's my money. And, they didn't really need to hold on to it, really. Um, but, you know, it, it was a real real shame for them uh, and, and for, and for their, their, their clients as well. 
But what it's done is it's pushed us to look elsewhere. So we'll be going with them this time, but it doesn't mean to say that it's going to be happening again in the future. Because um, yeah. it had us over, essentially, we felt like we were over a barrel. It was either wait the 180 days or more refund. Yeah. But instead, we went for the option of change, just pushing it, pushing the date each time. So this is now our second. second. We would have been there last week otherwise. But um, yeah. Yeah. It was. It's, it's made us think more about where to shop and how to do it and how to go about it. The first time we went, I think we didn't we didn't have the hotel for the first week because we stopped with a friend. Uh, yeah, not for the yeah, not for the first week. But yeah, um, yeah this yeah, I, I don't know. It's at the moment, it's great, but like I say, in the future, we're definitely going to start shopping around a lot more. We've had the same conversation. I mean. Uh... For me, this time round, Virgin's outpriced themselves from Manchester. It was literally £2,000 cheaper to fly from Heathrow. And then we had that many Virgin Atlantic Air Miles that we could use to reduce the cost of the holiday. It made sense to book with them. But like you say, now it's... When I, when I came to book it, I was obviously speaking to this gentleman here and saying, you know, what are my options? And he's like, Andy, you're limiting yourself to one agency. And I get your reasons why. There are so many better options that would be cheaper for you. And... You know, you've got so many airlines that fly to Orlando these days. You know, you've got British Airways. We've just had uh, Aer Lingus announce this year that they're flying direct from Manchester. They're cheaper than Virgin. You know, they're a fantastic airline with a great reputation. The, that monopoly now is starting to disappear for these companies. Yeah, so it's a, it's a great thing that's coming out of it is that they're not necessarily going to be able to relax as much as they used to, hopefully. And they'll actually, hopefully, this will have a knock on effect of them. Yeah, sort of thinking, what do we need to do now to sort of compete more? Things so, here's my question for you then with this. Now, since we're on the subject, if EasyJet decided to start doing their long haul of Ryanair, would you book that airline or would there still be that air of maybe I want to go with a slightly better airline? I guess, you know, with those flights, um, they're not too bad because you, you're going for like an hour or two on a flight to Europe. Yeah. So yeah. it's... it's a bit bearable but when you're on an eight hour flight or a nine hour flight it becomes a totally different beast you know it's like you know would you do you want to sacrifice you know your comfort for a couple hundred quid um if that option comes up i guess you'd have to consider it but it's not something i'd want to jump at straight away in the top of my head that you know if you said that i'd be thinking oh yeah i really want to get on that deal you know i mean we're always we're always on economy we don't we haven't sort of pushed the boat out on seats. Yeah, we're going posh. Going posh for us is paying fifty quid extra so we can sit at the front where we can put our feet out and you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the posh flight yeah, for us. Posh flight. Yeah. You, you're I... tall, so he's the tall one. I'm kind of just under six foot, and I have issues with both my legs. Yeah. So for us, that's another thing that comes into play whenever we get flights. We have to sort of mm -hmm. think about other aspects. Yeah. Uh, but just talking about the the kind of the budget side of things uh andy you know norwegian air they've tried to do it they've tried to be the budget airline and look where but they are now yeah. you know it hasn't really worked out for them um so you know i mean that, that i'm sure they were they would have been brilliant if they, had they been able to you know if the pandemic hadn't happened uh had they been able to kind of sustain it, I think they would have been excellent because their planes are gorgeous. Like they're, they're flying the Dreamliners. Um, yeah. And, you know, but, you know, they've tried to go that bit too cheap. And I think that 
it doesn't always bode well for for your future plans if if, if situations like this occur. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, you know. But I agree with the, the guys. I would never fly. I wouldn't fly Ryanair if I if somebody paid me anyway. And EasyJet. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another sponsor. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's right. They've alienated agents enough, so I don't really care. Um, but you know, <clears throat> EasyJet. Uh, a nice, you know, a, a decent, decent airline. So I'm, not, I'm, I'm going to be nice to them. Go orange. Go yeah, orange. I'll go EasyJet. <laughs> easy yeah, I mean, I've, I've done sort of um, <coughs> years ago when you used to get the really, really good deals. Barcelona was really like cheap weekend, and yeah. EasyJet easy were awesome. Um, whereas most of the experience we've had on the other airline, not so much. <laughs> so, <laughs> scarred for life. <laughs> so, Yep, absolutely. Anyway, so for you, would it always be a direct flight, or would you maybe, if it worked out cheaper, consider doing a layover somewhere in the US side, or uh, you know, like Ireland, for example, just to bring that cost down a bit? So we, we have, we, yeah, we have done flight. we have done connecting before. So we stopped the first time was it Atlanta? Atlanta on the way in. Yes, the first yeah. time was Atlanta. It was or was it the second time, but either way, it was a nightmare because because we got there, but we got into the queue for the immigration quite late. And it took us three and a half hours to get through that. So we missed our connecting flight. And so we got, that was actually the first trip, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was, it was trip, supposed yeah. to be Mike. So it was the first trip. It was the very first trip. And we, yeah, we, we missed our connecting flight. So then we were, you know, like three or four hours late or something. We so got there just before midnight, didn't we? Yeah. We were supposed to be there around sort of like early evening, probably five o'clock, I think it was supposed to be in Orlando. Yeah. And we got there just before midnight. And yeah. we ended, uh, our friend who was picking us up, Met us and we all just went out for takeout. We went to Polo, Polo chicken or something. Polo chicken, tropical, yeah. tropical chicken, tropical, yeah. yeah one of the ones on this stretch, on that stretch, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would consider a stop. I mean, we were going to stop over in New York, weren't we? Before we cancelled the last, yeah, we were. Yeah. yeah, there was one we were going to stop. We weren't going to stop overnight, but you know, I wouldn't mind doing that. Um, you know, I'm from Australia, so you know, I'm used to kind of the longer haul flights, and you know, stopping over in the middle yeah. is definitely uh, you know a desirable kind of thing if you can. Yeah. Extra night in somewhere. Yeah, although I do believe Qantas are looking at doing directs now, aren't they? If they're not doing yeah. them already. So uh, that's going to be at least, what, a 22 hour flight direct? <laughs> I don't know about yeah. that. So, you know, the legs and uh, I used to be I used to be able to sleep on plane. I mean, my dad used to joke about it, but when we used to fly back here, even when I was like 15 or so, I used to just put my head on my lap and just fall asleep like that. I could sleep yeah. for hours, but now I can barely sleep on a plane anymore. I don't know, you get older and stuff. And even, yeah. you know, even my first trip to America by myself, I was 22. And I got a Greyhound from Los Angeles to New York. So three days and three nights on a Greyhound, stopping off at various locations, but you just stop off for an hour and you get another one. And and so I did three days and three nights on a Greyhound. And I, I slept fine on those, you know. But, but, now, but now, now I'm 20-something years older. It's uh, it's not so easy. So, you know, yeah. just think about carousel <laughs> progress. That'll be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think that's a natural thing when you get older though it's like because you kind of now you're kind of going how the heck does this thing stay up yeah that's just yeah. like it's a natural thing when you when you get older yeah. like, but uh but you, yeah. think about that you think about that with the roller coasters you start <laughs> you know i do the, but the worst thing was watching that blackpool uh roller coaster getting stuck up you know the big that, one the other week yeah. Yeah. Someone, had, someone had the footage and they they took the footage and were like oh no and I'm like, you know, I said to him, what if the person at the top slips? 
and they start sliding down and going into all the other people. And I'm like, you know, all these things. Just I, like I nearly blacked out there and then when he showed it me. I was just like, no, can't have Bless. I do yeah, spinny, it's... I can do windy, but the height thing just yeah. no. Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm definitely let's not get a height, height guy. Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't mind the heights. I, I have been to extreme heights. Um in my job I won't mention the company I work for, but I have been on top of skyscrapers fixing equipment and it's always fun. Um <laughs> it, it is also part of the reason why I've got no hair left. <laughs> Let's get back to the parks and the experiences, okay? So uh, I'm guessing this is going to be different for both. Yeah, I know Darren kind of alluded to his before. But what is your favourite park at Disney World? Mine? Yeah. I would say Hollywood Studios, uh, simply because of Batuu and the Galaxy's Edge now. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I feel like you know, Galaxy's Edge is still missing a little something there, like you know, some sort of exciting thrill ride. You know, the Millennium Falcon is really cool as an experience. We haven't done yeah. Rise of Resistance so yet. So. We haven't, actually, we haven't done Rise of Resistance either yet. So mm. we, we missed that by two weeks last time. We literally, it was opening two weeks after we were we were there last time. Okay. Uh, but um, yeah, so maybe that'll be the thing that I've, I've found that I'm missing. But Hollywood Studios is my, my favorite park for sure, yeah. The one we fell in love with um, that we least expected to was Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Um, there was just something about it. I think. I think all of them. I think definitely it's a mood thing as well. Expedition Everest was definitely one of our favourite coasters for a while there. You know, in the beginning, first first uh, two trips, I would say, yeah. The general vibe there, it just yeah, it's chilled. And I have days where I'm very Magic Kingdom. It's you know, uh, anybody who watches our vlogs know I get excitable over Disney. So it kind of yeah, uh, I'm I get sort of a thrill from just walking down main. Main Street, so uh, yeah. There's, yeah, but I would say Hollywood Studios for the Star Wars aspect alone is yeah. We spent we spent fifty percent of our last visit just keep going back. <laughs> so, just just nice. it the, the I don't thing, blame you. And the, the, can I? Sorry, go on, go on, sorry, go on. Danny. Sorry, sorry. Um, can I ask guys like when you saw the Millennium Falcon for the first time, what happened? And who cried first? It was quite breathtaking because we 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 just flown in and we dropped our bags off at the um, at the hotel and then drove over to Hollywood Studios. We went straight to Batu. Well, actually, no. We, no, we, we always go on. We always go to the Tower, Tower. Tower of Terror first. We went Tower of Terror, but then we went straight over to Batu because we wanted to get some something to eat. Um, we went for the Ronto wrap straight away. You know, we wanted those. We'd be watching all the other videos, and then when we saw the Money and Falcon, it, it was quite breathtaking. It's quite a breathtaking experience. You know, even at night when we were there. Um, yeah, I'd say, more, I'd say more so at night. Um, I think for me, what stopped me from sort of getting down on my knees and crying like a, a blubbering wreck <laughs> was because there were so many people around. I think if there yeah. hadn't been people around, because it was our first vlogging, it was actually our first time vlogging as well. Yeah, we'd, we'd done the flight, yeah. and this was the first time in public you know, recording ourselves entering the park. And it, I think that played a big part in sort of stopping us from being more expressive, shall we say, because we were very self-conscious. We were very self-conscious in the first couple of videos, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I know we've talked about this in the past few Those first couple of videos, you did a lot of narration, didn't you, when you came back and edited? Yeah. yeah. yeah but it... I mean, We didn't really know what we were doing when we went over. So, you know, it was... Um, I guess we'd been watching some of them, but we hadn't really paid attention to what, you know, you need to do. And yeah. I think if you'd done one or two... If you'd done one or two, like, as a, as a simple day trip somewhere... 
you would realize what needs to go into it or what you need to do in terms of the interaction because the interaction with the camera and with the, the audience is, is, some, is such a big part of it. And we didn't really get that, I think, at first. And we were quite self-conscious of doing it in front of people. Yeah. And it was only when we got back and I had all this footage and realized, oh, man, I'm, we're missing so much commentary here and so much stuff. And we just had to do voiceovers, and it, it made it so much longer. It was painful, yeah. It was painful. But we learned a big lesson, you know? Yeah, exactly. Every day is a learning day. Um, yeah. So... We've got your favourite parks. Uh, is it worth asking what your favourite attractions is? Yeah, because it's not always... I think everyone expects us to go, Smuggler's Run! And it's like, no. it's it, uh, For me, I would say Tower of Terror. Um, I, I adore that ride. Um, I love Tower of Terror. It's very quick, especially the one in, in Florida. It seems a lot quicker than uh, Paris, so... It seems to go over very quickly. It's, it's a great ride, but it just it just ends, you know, starts and ends very quickly. Um, for me, I would probably say Expedition Everest, maybe. Yeah. Um, we always really enjoy that. You know, it's that nice little scenic ride up, and then then it goes really fast on the way back, and you're going backwards, and then you're going forwards again. Um, and the and the disco yeti. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I was going to say, imagine imagine what your feelings would would have been like if you'd have ridden it when the yeti actually tried to get your your train. <laughs> <laughs> It was out of this world. You, I'd never seen anything like it, um, and and now it's, it's just... he's dancing. He's, <laughs> what, he's doing... <laughs> One of the things I actually think about when I'm on the way up is is that basketball court actually still there? You know the you know the one I was talking no, about. That was the rumored no, basketball, basketball court? courts in the. Um... Is that Matt 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 Oh, is it? I thought it was. I thought, different it, was, I thought it was up there. It was uh, <laughs> no. Uh, I, no. I've only read, read something that there is something up there, but I don't think it's a basketball court. I do think there's a break room somewhere in yeah. in the mountain, but I'm not sure if there's a basketball court or not. But that's the Matterhorn. I think. Well, I'm going to keep pretending there is one, but no matter what you say, <laughs> just keep spreading that rumor. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Everest. <laughs> uh, can I ask a vlogging question? Yeah. Chat? No. Thank no. you. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. <laughs> so you were talking talking about you know your your first kind of vlogging experience as you kind of entered Hollywood Studios, but how do you think that your vlogs have now evolved since you kind of started them, like both from a filming and an an editing kind of point of view? Definitely, B B roll is a huge thing now. Having like just footage and. You you've got a really good eye for stuff, and it was kind of frustrating on the first one because you weren't capturing the stuff that you wanted to necessarily. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, with the B-roll stuff, I kind of watch a lot of um, Instagram stuff where they show. There's a lot of great Instagram accounts where they show like all these fancy ways to film stuff. So I'm yeah. kind of watching this. But something I learned um, uh, when I was I used to do acting classes back in the day, and my acting teacher used to tell me. That, you know, you're kind of, when you're on stage, you're kind of performing to an audience who's used to a cut every eight seconds on TV or whether it's film or TV. On average, you see a cut in a TV show or film every eight seconds. So they have very short attention spans. So that's kind of what I've learned is to build into that B-roll um, and take lots of extra stuff that you can build in because you can stand there for four or five minutes now. And we've got better at talking to the camera and engaging with the camera, but it can still get quite boring for the audience who are going to get turned off by listening to your voice drone on. But if you kind of throw in some more stuff to make it a bit more visually entertaining, I guess you could say, 
Um, that's definitely something that's kind of um, grown in terms of my, my, my uh, editing and just the way I filmed it. But I think doing the editing and the filming at the same time, you kind of learn what you want to get out of it and what you need to put something together. So that's kind of yeah. developing uh, a lot. I, sure. think, I think when we went to Disneyland Paris last year, we were kind of quite, I think we were quite nervous about vlogging it because we didn't have the best first series with Walt yeah. Disney World. Yeah. But actually, we, was, we found ourselves relaxing in front of the camera more just for whatever reason. Maybe it's because there weren't as many people around. I, I don't know. But since that point, we've now got to a point where even when we do like home vlogs and we're doing the stuff where we're unboxing, as the weeks go by, we're noticing a difference in ourselves. Um, if I think when I first met you, if you'd asked me to go on camera for anything, I'd have just flatly said, no, I'm not being filmed. I'm not being, yeah, I, I'm really... I'm quite an anxiety-led individual, so um, yeah. For me to, you know, for friends of mine, they see a complete change in a good way. Mm -hmm. They sort of say that they're seeing me come out through the vlogs, and that's nice. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, don't be, I don't want to be fake. I don't want to be doing the cheesy, cheesy, you know. Um, so that's good. So I think that yeah, definitely comes down with just relaxing in front of the camera. Yeah. There was there was one thing we did say is we don't want to kind of change ourselves for the whole thing. The whole YouTube yeah. thing, you know, like you said, there are people who put on personalities, or there are people who, you know, change the way they are in front of the camera. And I mean, we do it a little bit, but it's not. We don't want to change who we are essentially, and you know, that's more yeah. to do addiction than <laughs> actually. <laughs> a lot of people don't understand what I'm saying. Like down in in London, people don't understand a single thing I'm saying because I'm from Nottinghamshire and Derbyshire, so they they kind of all they hear is mumble. Um, yeah. And then with you, they pick up on the fact there's an accent, but it's, it's not a huge strong. Australian accents, so yeah, they spend most of the time trying to figure out where you're from. Yeah, <laughs> so. well, my parents are both English, so I never had a strong accent anyway. So, yeah, cool, brilliant. Thank stuff. you. Sorry, that was a waffling answer, wasn't yeah, it? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, did you have a question? No, 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 go on. that was about 10 minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> I know, that, just... that time's passed. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to give you an opportunity to ask your question, start to say your words, and then Lewis go, by the way, guys. Yeah, so, sorry. The question is now irrelevant. It's fine. <laughs> so we, we've talked about your favourite attractions. We're big foodies on this uh, podcast, so I've got to know what is your absolute go-to restaurant? It could be quick service or table service. And what is your absolute snack that you must get on every trip? We know the snack. Is it a snack though? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a snack. Ronto wrap. Ronto wrap is our big favourite food of all time in the whole Disney park right now. It's the kind of thing we crave yeah. going back to, kind of thing we crave eating Indian. You know, so that's definitely um, the kind of crave food that we kind of uh, really want. Having said that, I'm still really dying to try the uh, cheeseburger spring roll. So yeah, nice. So, and we did buy the books. We're going to make our own because we have. You know, it's going to be a while before we get to go over there. But yeah, that's the kind of thing I'm kind of craving in terms of the food. But it's amazing how we've kind of learned as well through the vlogs that, you know, food is a massive big part of what people want to see, I guess. It's encouraged us. Yeah. 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 The last trip is the first time where we planned days around meals. So we actually, whereas normally it's the one around, it's like you get to the park. We actually started going, right, we've got booking at, say, the Grand Derby um, this time. Where are we going yeah. to fit the flights? Where are we going to fit this, that, and the other? And we're only scratching the surface on it. We, I think the first one we went to was our first trip we went to two sit-down restaurants on our first trip and we had great experiences at both yeah the um the uh, what was it uh paris. 
Garden Grill. Right. Yes. And We've the food place on here, the wasn't the best. It was kind of like an all you, all you can eat. But, but the whole interaction, the, the, the revolving restaurant with the characters, just hands down, amazing. Did you go for breakfast or lunch or dinner? Uh, lunch, I think it was, wasn't it? There, there's the mistake. Right, That's yeah. fine. No yeah. problem. <laughs> Your mistake. I don't just remember the food, I just remember meeting the characters. That's the whole thing. I remember <laughs> Chip and Dale. Chip and Dale, and we were like, oh, great. And me literally doing the same pose in every single photograph about like pointing at the, I don't know, doing something. That, I don't know what I was doing, but yeah. That's uh, awesome. It is a great, a really great character experience there. Yeah. Um, you get to see them about 15 times as well, so it's great. Yeah, yeah. And where else? Oh, uh, the sci fi. Uh, not the diet. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the drive-in kind of. The drive-in. And again, the, the burger, we had like, I'd say standard park burgers. It was all right. It was fine. I don't remember being the food, being blown away by it at the time. But it was more the experience of being with friends and being in that kind of environment where you're inside a movie theater driving, you know, at night. Yeah, it's just retro in the daytime, but it's yeah. at night. And, you know, it's, it's dark yeah. now, isn't it? I remember asking for a torch so I yeah. could um, yeah. actually see my food. No, it's brilliant, but dark. I remember yeah. that. And, we want to uh, try, we want, yeah, we want to try somewhere every time we go now. We want to do yeah, different places. Yeah. yeah. There's a handful of places we had to cancel last time. So, we, yeah, there's a, a California Grill we had to cancel. What's the one where you get the you get told off all the time and stuff? I get told off every uh, time. Prime time, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's just for the gimmick alone. I'm quite yeah, sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, what about no. you guys? What about, you, what about yourselves? So, I, 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 I did so many places. Um, my, my absolute hands down favorite place, which um, I'm hoping is one that you're going to say you, you had to cancel, is uh, Sonar at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. We did. Uh, we yeah, absolutely. It's probably hands down the one thing I will book every trip now. I want to try the bread service alone, so that's yeah. Yeah, yeah and if you, you've grown up in Derbyshire and you've had a, a proper Derby curry night in your beret, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like my, my favourite restaurant is actually the Garden Grill, but for breakfast um, we, we go there every time we go. Uh, absolutely love it. My kids love it, so... Uh, yeah, and the food is, is, is really good. Yeah. yeah, American for breakfast are really good. Um, mm. I'm one of these. I'm one of these ones that loves American bacon and stuff. You know, crispy bacon or something. Yeah, yeah. so you'll be on. Yeah, the sausage is good. So yeah. the, brand derby, the brand derby had really nice food, but we didn't like the environment. The actual experience in the um, we were in the middle of the restaurant. The atmosphere yeah. wasn't brilliant, uh. and it was not. And the couple next to us were having a Barney, and um, they were basically going for a divorce on the next table. So it was kind of, <laughs> it kind of yeah, <laughs> it was really embarrassing. But no, um, I would say the food there was excellent, but we wouldn't go back there for the kind of environment and the yeah vibe. We'd love, we'd love to go back to sit around the around the edge kind of thing, you know, to get yeah. that kind of experience around the edge. I guess. Mm. Hopefully, next uh, not next to a couple of that are having a good domestic though. Yeah, yeah you want you want you want a nice, quiet, re relaxing evening. See, the thing is. If that was me, I know my look. The next time I go, I'd have the complete polar opposites. Rather than being a domestic, it'd be an over amorous couple who are yeah. practically. You know, it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's my look. I know exactly how I'd end up being. 
What about you, Danny? You've been you've been so many times now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I didn't I didn't really start eating at table service restaurants till probably like trip twenty one. We never sort of did any of it. It was all quick service and things yeah. like that. Um, I think the third, the first one we ever did was the Crystal Palace with the Winnie the Pooh characters for dinner. Um, but in terms of like now, because obviously I've got I've got Charlie and Oscar, you know, two little ones. Um, we took Charlie when we went on our honeymoon in 2017, and and Garden Grill for breakfast, man. Just like you said, the character interaction alone, especially with Charlie, who at that point was two. So, um, you know, and then he got to eat as much cinnamon bun as humanly possible that a two-year-old could eat. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, that and Ohana for breakfast as well for me at the Poly. Yeah. Um, I've, I'd never done dinner. My my mum and dad and that lot, they've done the dinner there, and they say it is very good, but very rushy. Like they want, they want you in and out, um, but I love I love the breakfast there because it's Lilo Stitch, Mickey and yeah. Pluto. So, um, and I love the, the like you said earlier about the Polynesian. I just love the vibe of the Poly, yeah. how it looks and how it smells and how it feels. It's just a great place to be, and it's always one of those ones that you know if you're having a bad day over here, you just sort of go, oh yeah. Yeah, it kind of takes you out of Florida. You don't really necessarily always feel like you're in Florida when you're walking through it. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's just remarkable. Yeah, so th those would be, those would be um, the two places for me. I like Via Napoli in Epcot and La Cellier in Epcot as well. Um, they're very good, also. Yeah, with Epcot, we 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 really have kind of uh, we've abused Epcot. We haven't been not in the right way. We we've only been like a few times and it's always been during a festival so we've always ended up doing the snacky thing doing like the booths um, which is yeah. great yeah but it's that you don't have any time left to do anything else it's we didn't really have very much last time either because we went to um the chicken place in the day in that <laughs> yeah. we went to, uh, no no homecoming homecoming oh, oh nice. right yeah we decided to do yeah. that before we went to a park. That was, that was really <laughs> so the worst part. The worst thing was we did that right before Epcot. So it's you know we got full on food right before we went to Epcot, and so we definitely don't make that mistake in the future. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you see, there's a tradition in there with Epcot for adults uh, called drinking around the world, and I want to start a trend now called snacking around the world. That you have to have one snack in every country. Uh, to me, that would be an absolute perfect afternoon. But yeah, I, I totally get what you mean when it comes to. Maybe for the food standards, not using Epcot the right way, but because it's basically 365 days a year of snacking and food yeah. and festivals. Yeah, it's got to be done on set. Yeah. See, I, um, I still think the best game to play at Epcot is still drink around the world. But the object of this game is to not walk into a construction wall. That is in <laughs> <laughs> That's, that would be my game. Yeah. So, Good luck anyone that tries to play that game because they're everywhere. <laughs> I think our second uh, visit we got rather tipsy in that pub, didn't we? Um, we were there with a group again. We were there with a Canadian group that we went with the first time. And they were very much into, yeah, we're getting shots here. We're going to go to Norway and get shots. 
And you, weren't there the, you weren't there the night the guy climbed up the side of the pyramid in the Mexico Pavilion, was you? No, but I remember, it actually wasn't. When was that? That was yeah. I can remember seeing it and thinking, "Oh my yeah. god!" But um, yeah, yeah, we did we did shots in Norway, then went to Japan and did the whatever it was in their store. Oh, yeah. It was like an orange. No, it was like a. It was like a really, really OTT cocktail with like a froth on top and whatever. It was just very fitting. Yeah, it made our hands look really petite. <laughs> 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 but yeah, we got out of that uh, sort of, yeah, a little bit tipsy and then realised we hadn't eaten anything. See, I like the fact now there's a bit of a movement with some of the uh, the YouTubers over there, like Nate from Page and Mr. Morrow, where it's not just drinking around the world. It's like, let's drink around the monorail loop part. Let's Let's drink yeah. around the gondola loop or let's drink around Bay Lake. And it's like, that's how I really big. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just, uh, I, I kind of can't wait for the day that my kids are old enough to leave at home and we can just go and do that. <laughs> I'd love to be able to do like what Nate does, where it would be like, you know, he has a drink and then talks about him and his beers and his brews is amazing. Yeah. If I've been drinking, I can't do any of that. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm like, no. Sorry, I'm too, I'm too, I'm away with the fairies. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I love the bit when he's eating something in a restaurant and he takes a bite, and all you hear then is like, it's brilliant. So, your experience now, you've got three trips under you, about many more to come for many, many years. What is your ultimate tip for somebody planning their first ever trip to Walt Disney World? Ooh, um, have someone in the family that's great at planning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. I'll, be, I'll be honest, I, I, before I got with him, I was the kind of person who, my, my last big trip before, before Disney, I went to America in 2010, and I did a road trip. And actually, I ended up in Las Vegas, where I did the helicopter ride through the Grand Canyon. Just to, as nice. And yeah. I've got footage of it, which I'm going to put together as a, as a throwback video at some point. But... I'm the type of person that will just plan a trip two weeks beforehand, fly over, book the first hotel. Then I booked a, a rental car when I got there. Then I just decided to drive to Los Angeles. The day, like the morning before I got to Los Angeles, I booked the hotel there. So I booked nothing in advance. You know, I'm the type of person that just kind of goes on the road, sees what happens, books the, you know, this and that as soon as I get to that city. Whereas, you know, Disney's pretty much exactly the opposite of what I would do as a person or a tourist. You know, you have to plan everything in advance, what days you're going to go to the parks. Well, uh, I think that's the thing. I think we discovered, because we've got this dynamic of him being really chilled, he, he tends to be the one that sort of pushes me to try things because he's got more of a sort of uh, a, a relaxed attitude towards stuff. And whereas I always, I've always been the planner. And with Disney, you're told, it's drummed into you, you must plan, you must plan. But I think the biggest part of that is you've got to also learn that you've got to let things go as well i think whatever you you can spend months planning it things are going to change on the day on the hour and it's part of the big part for me and the big tip for anybody planning for their first trip would be to just be prepared to change and be prepared to not have plans go as you've got in your diary be lenient be a bit more relaxed and just let it go and just let just let the park take you just let the whole experience yeah instead and that's that's a great bit of advice by the way yeah because the amount of times we've asked people that exact question no one has ever said obviously plan 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 but don't get upset if things don't 
go the way you have planned. Mm. Just have it in the back of your mind that, yes, it might not go. That's a great bit of advice for a first-timer, by the way. Yeah. Because that's not even popped into my head to, to say to somebody, I've said to people, plan, 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 but I've not gone, ah, but have it in the back of your mind that it might not all go the way you have planned yeah. it. So don't get too disheartened if it does go a little bit. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. I love yeah. that. That's a great yeah. answer. Yeah. And and I think you'd learn actually you do learn to take it a bit more easy, like to have that plan, but also to allow that space to enjoy the moment. And yeah. we don't you know, I think we always see at the beginning it's like the excitement of going to these parks and just getting on the all the attractions and seeing the fireworks and the parades and all that kind of stuff. You don't actually give yourself time to actually just enjoy the moment, enjoy what's going the atmosphere, enjoy the music, the little touches. And that's what you learn as as a Disney fan as you you continue. But you know, it's actually quite a good thing to do from day one. It's just to have yeah. that moment, that time, that hour, two hours in the day where you can just go back, chill out, relax enjoy the kind of sceneries not be rushing around so yeah i totally i'm totally with you as well as good a good bit of advice i think i think also on top of that if you've got anybody who loves disney in the way that you guys obviously do and you danny especially like this just kind of if they've got a connection you know somebody's got a connection to the history of disney and then have the whether it be the hidden mickeys whether it be the history of the rides that really helps we had like again perfect storm for us we had people who knew knew their stuff they knew all the bits and bobs and we learned so much on that first trip and it, it sparked even more of an interest in me and actually in you as well yeah and that came part and parcel with the changing the family it yeah. made us adapt it made us look for other things uh, that excited us and um yeah so do a bit of reading about it do you know see whether you can find some hidden gems or even take yourself out of the parks take yourself out of the bubble do something else <laughs> Well, funny enough, that was going to be our next question is, outside of the park, what is your favourite thing to do? It's a great segue. Great segue, by the way. <laughs> um, um, well, we haven't explored too much. I mean, we did go, we went to Gatorland once. We, uh, you know, we obviously do the universal thing. But other than that, we just go shopping. So we just go, we just go to the, uh, go to the uh, outlet malls and, um, and Target. Um, Target, love a bit of Target. We, these said, and this actually comes from a few vloggers we've into the, over the lockdown. We've been watching more vloggers that we've never seen before, or just haven't you know had time to look at. So Nate, uh, Paige, and Mister Morrow, when we love the episodes of him where he either goes at a park at a different angle, whether it be drinking round the Skyliner, but also <laughs> where he goes where he goes to collectors' mm. fairs and stuff that's like. Stuff that we don't have here, like where you can buy antique pieces of you know theme park <laughs> memorabilia, and we want to do things like the car shows. Or one thing I did really want to do, actually, I, I was telling him I wanted to do it, and it was opening there was um, the cinema that's going to be opening where you go for the meal experience as well. Um, it's the AMC one, isn't it? This is Springs. No, it's from Texas, I think. Uh, it started yeah. in Texas and it started spreading. Something Draft House, no? yeah, Alamo Draft House. That's oh, just, oh, yeah. Alamo Draft House. And I was like, we're, we're big cinema people. We go to cinema all the time. You know, I work in film, and so we just we. I, I when I saw that Alamo was opening in Orlando, I was like, well, I really want to go there. And it kept being built. I don't know if it's opened yet, or I guess because of the whole COVID thing. But I felt like it should have been opened like a year ago. But I just wanted to go to a cinema where you 
go to a bar and you you have a meal while you're watching the cinema, but you can't talk or anything. You know, you just got to enjoy the uh, cinema mm. and have the experience. You know? I think it's so. getting involved. With, I think it's sort of feeling, getting that feeling. Of, like you're on any holiday, you get to feel what it's like to live there, and you get it's not just the Disney bubble, the Universal bubble. It's doing something that is a bit more realistic and like a day to day thing. We enjoy that part as much as anything else. So, like say, cinema for us is good. Yeah, but just we enjoy driving around. We just love like people watching and whatever else. Um, but yeah, but I think the next trip we're going to have a few days away from the parks where we do some different bits and bobs. Yeah, uh, with friends we've got there as well. So fingers crossed. Brilliant stuff. So, in terms of prepping for the holiday, we obviously we know we need to pack our toothbrushes, passports. But what are the three must pack items you got to get in your suitcase every trip? Oh, iPad. <laughs> iPad. <laughs> yeah. Um, what would you, oh, gosh. Uh, the three, uh, well, I'd say sunscreen is a big one for me. Um, yeah. Well, both of us, yeah. We're, it's not very exciting, but we're, yeah. not, we're not great with the sunshine, direct sun, sunlight. It's, it's kind of weird. I'm Australian, but I actually hate the sun. <laughs> uh, I used to grow up, and I used to go out in the sun all the time, but then you kind of, you know, as you're growing up in Australia, especially, you learn about skin cancer and stuff. So, you know, obviously a lot of Florida is spent outside in the sun, but I, I don't actually like the sun very much. So uh, sunscreen is a big one for me. Take a couple of those. I think the um, vlogging. I think what vlogging has brought to us now, we've realised on that last trip, would be it's you, you. Everyone who goes away on holiday always has that fear when they're on the way. They're either on the plane where they feel like they've forgotten something. I think when you're a vlogger, it's tenfold. It's like because there's so much stuff you need to make sure you've got. Batteries, memory cards, cables, the whole spiel. I think that is now kind of like our more of a big checklist for us. These yeah, days. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a ridiculous size checklist. Um, but no, some decent, some decent shoes. That's yeah. what I got to say. Um, you know, we're going to be off two weeks and you're going to be walking around every single day and your feet are going to be killing you. So, you know, uh, one or two pairs of decent shoes, I would say. Um, yeah, we, we have like go to pairs now. We know what pair, you know, what brand. And make we Adidas Ultra Boost. Yeah, Adidas Ultra Boost. Um, <laughs> if you yeah. get a pair of those, you're sorted. Right. That's uh, that's uh, it's the difference from most people saying the sketch is, uh, sketches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, oh yeah. no, I can't stand sketch. I don't know the pair of sketches. Adidas Ultra Boost. I'll have a look at that. Cool. Well, what we're going to do now? We're going to finish off with what we call the quick fire round. So. Right. We're going to ask you 10 random questions. Yeah. Uh, trying to do that with no voice is just not fun because my, my falsetto is just completely gone now. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to take it in turns. Okay, so we're going to start with Darren. We'll go alphabetical. Question, 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 question. And the idea is I want you to fire this first thought that comes into your head. We want the answer, okay? That's dangerous. So, you ready, Darren? Go. What well, Disney World or Universal? Disney World. British Airway or Virgin? Virgin. Park Solo or Parks with Rob? Parks with Rob. <laughs> you sat next to I get that. Okay. <laughs> Alamo or, or Avis? Say that again. Alamo or uh, Avis for a car rental? I don't drive, so that would... <laughs> Whichever's got the comfiest seats in the, in the passenger side. <laughs> love that answer, love it. Uh, Volcano Bay or Typhoon Lagoon? Uh, Volcano Bay. Oh, nice, nice. Pandora or the Wizarding World of Harry Potter? Uh, 
Wizarding World. I, yeah, Wizarding World. Fantastic stuff. Happily Ever After or Fantasmic? Oh, uh, Happily Ever After, actually. Good answer. Right. It's also the Good correct answer. one. Yeah. Uh, Halloween Horror Nights or Mickey's Not So Scary? Halloween Horror Nights is the one I'm most excited for. Excellent. Good answer. Homecoming or Texas Roadhouse? Homecoming. And seeing as you're going to get to hopefully experience these when you're going up this year, Rise of the Resistance or Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway? Uh, Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> it's like uh, a question, is it? Don't yeah. <laughs> get me wrong. Although saying that, I love the animation from um, the, the current animation style. Uh, I can't remember yeah. the guys behind it. I love it. So that yeah. is a big that, that is a big thing for me. It, it was quite close. Quite close. Uh, it is good. You ready, Rob? Yeah, ready as ever be. Go. Disney World or Universal? Uh, Disney. British Airways or Virgin? Uh, I don't think I've ever actually flown British Airways, so I'd have to say Virgin. Fair enough. Yeah. I would like to fly British. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going to the park solo or going to the park with Darren? With Darren. Every single time. <laughs> you know, I, I was secretly hoping you were going to turn on and say, <laughs> solo. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Just to add a bit of attention to you. Um, so you're the driver, Alamo or Avis for car hire? Alamo, I don't think we've done Avis. I think it's Alamo every time, yeah. 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 Cool. Volcano Bay or Typhoon Lagoon? Typhoon Lagoon, I think. Yeah. Fair Just the wave. one with the wave pool, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 That for me is, uh, I mean, there's a, there's a few good rides, but you know, playful, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you in that one. Pandora or the Wizarding World Harry Potter? Wizarding World of Harry Potter, I think, in that one. Happily Ever After or Fantasmic? Uh, happily Ever After. Good man. <laughs> <laughs> this one doesn't like the fireworks. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I'm the one doing the punching the air, <laughs> and he's like, oh. <laughs> Sorry to throw you under the bus there. <laughs> Cloud bangs again. Brilliant. Uh, Halloween Horror Nights or Mickey's Not So Scary? I think Halloween Horror Nights, yeah. Yeah, I well, must admit, I, 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 I do fancy the idea of it, but uh, I don't want to be paying for counselling for my kids for the rest of my life, so I need to wait for yeah. that. I like to be scared. Uh, I want to be scared, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I do want to obviously ruin my kids' life at some point. I just want to have a little bit of time before I do that. <laughs> Uh, homecoming or Texas Roadhouse? Uh, homecoming. Excellent. And I don't know if there's any point in this one, but Rise of Resistance or Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway? Rise of Resistance. Yeah, it's a yeah, no-brainer. Absolutely. I feel, like I've done, I feel like I've done the ride two or three times over with the amount of blogs we've watched, <laughs> but I do want to experience it in person, you know, uh, for myself, I think, yeah. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, I was saying to the to the guys a couple of weeks back I still haven't done Galaxy's Edge but my mum my dad and my sister have all done Galaxy's Edge they've all done Rise of the Resistance <clears throat> um, between the three of them I think they've watched no Star Wars films <laughs> and really? yeah really I, they just they're not into Star Wars um, but my sister got off Rise of the Resistance and went, I had absolutely no idea what was going on. 
but that was one of the best things I have ever done. <laughs> I mean, it does it does look amazing. It does look phenomenal. And I've got to say that the you know the trackless rides are, are a big game changer. We did um, Ratatouille. We did Ratatouille last time when we were in Paris, and I just loved that ride. You know, just yeah, smooth, great ride. everything. Just the way it was just it would just change direction and go here and go there, and you didn't know what. It, I just loved that. That was a fantastic, uh, fantastic ride. So that combined with Star Wars, you know, that's that's uh, fantastic. That's a, that's a, I think that's something we discovered while we've been doing the vlogging as well. I because he wasn't into Disney. I get to introduce him to stuff, and you surprise me so many times of the things that spark his enjoyment. Yeah. Uh, so I'd also sort of advise people who are going with non-Disney friends or family that they don't need to worry about them. They'll, they'll be sorted. It doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter if they're into Disney or not. Like, yeah. like his sister, she doesn't know anything about Star Wars, but she came off and got everything she needed out of that ride. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's the same. It's the same with my dad as well. My, my I could, I could name a. He'd, he'd go, who, what, uh? And he, I remember they FaceTimed me as soon as they got off the ride, and even my dad was like, not a clue what was going on. I had no idea who the woman was with the lightsaber talking to the robot thing. He goes, but that was brilliant. He goes, that was one of the best rides I've ever been on. And I will happily do it again. So then I had yeah. to, I, I had to explain who these people were, <laughs> and he just went, "I don't really care." On <laughs> <laughs> it. <laughs> I think my uh, wish is, I, I think my wish is now that I just want Disney to pull the finger out and get these other rides built, so we can all get new experiences. Oh, like Tron, 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 and Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. It's like, come on, Velocicoaster is. You know, beating you now. This is this is it. They're trouncing you. Get get pull your finger out. People have had a bad year. They want new experiences, and yeah, hopefully we'll get that soon. I mean, I know Velocicoaster is a you know it's all outside, but is it mere Universal getting these attractions up a thousand times quicker than Disney is? Yeah, you say all the time. Yeah, especially Tron. They built it somewhere before. It's not like it's the first time they built it. Yeah, (laughs) you know. they, 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 they know the infrastructure of that ride. It hasn't changed from Shanghai yeah. to, to Orlando. It's the exact same attraction. Same with Ratatouille. We know Ratatouille's been ready for the last three, four months, but they're waiting to try and... I have Dude, no idea why. I don't get it. I, just, I, I don't get it. But you know, they, might just, they might be delaying it because I, I guess they're going to start a new franchise or something or a new something or other. Well, I think... Oh, no, I don't know about that. They 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 were talking about it, weren't they? But whether or not they're actually going to do it is a different matter. But you know, Universal have gone. Oh, we ain't waiting for nothing. You want the Velocicoaster? Oh, it's ready now. Oh, yeah. Do you want to have a little go on it? Yeah, of course yeah. I do. Yeah. What, do you mean? what do you mean? No shoulder restraints? What are you doing? <laughs> I always envision it as a conversation between. Uh... Yeah, I don't know if anybody's watched uh, How I Met Your Mother and Neil Patrick Harris where somebody makes some kind of a comment and then uh, he literally just goes, hold my jacket. Yeah. Um, yeah, literally, you know, challenge accepted. And it's, that's a conversation between Disney and Universal. It's like, Disney's going, oh, yes, we've, we've built these imagine, fantastic, uh, immersive rides and yeah. Universal's like, grab me, coat. <laughs> Two yeah. seconds, chaps. Um. I do have one last question for you. I just want to ask, and it's it's something I think that you guys are going to find. You know, it's 
really sort of feeds into your favorite kind of bits of uh, Disney and Star Wars. But I've got to know with this amazing, I'm in love with that collection, I really am, but with that amazing <laughs> collection behind you, uh, you, you don't want to adopt a 40 year old Mancunian, do you? No, uh, <laughs> old man Cooney, and I can assure you that much. And it's one bed, it's a one bedroom flat, mate. <laughs> so I, it's like we can't even get we can barely fit ourselves. <laughs> I'm gonna ask, what is your favorite Star Wars item that you own? Oh, well, you're in a lot more items than I do, I think. Lewis, uh, last week you had you were talking about your story of your um, action figure collection. Yeah, yeah, I, I really felt for you. Um, yeah, I'm, thank you. Thank I'm really you. grateful. I don't hate my mother because she didn't give my my, my collection away. Um, <laughs> I have friends who had their whole you know sort of collection given away for free. Yeah, and my my mum and dad, um, even though they had to put up with me having a weird fascination with dolls when I was a kid. Um, they did support me with things like Star Wars and they saw it spark something in me. So I remember having the first the first figures I ever owned were um, it was a it was a sand speeder. It was the Death Star um, the helmeted guy, the Death Star uh can't remember what it's called now, what am I talking about? The black helmeted guy. Yeah. And Obi Wan Kenobi, I think. They were the first three things I had. And I've still got them to this day, and they're stored away. They're in our cupboard somewhere. Um, and then when Lewis got the sticker album out, that completely took me straight back to that was the only sticker collection that was Star Wars related that I ever completed. The other one I completed was Disney's The Fox and the Hound sticker collection by Panini. Um, and yeah, Return of the Jedi, I've got that somewhere at my parents. I think now, what would, uh, what would you say? I'd probably. This bad boy. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Uh, I got him in the first few months of meeting you, yeah. and that I, I cried. That came through the post. It was built for me, and it came through the post, and I just cried big man tears for you know, a good afternoon. Every time I got another piece of the armour out and tried it on, it was just like, oh, I've got to take a photo of this arm piece. On and, <laughs> it just, I wasn't even fully you know, get in the get-up. There's, there's a picture of me... With a T-shirt on, with bits of it, uh, you know, haphazardly put on, and it was just kind of like, yeah. And it, he stands there until this day, and he'll always go wherever we go. Um, what about you? Um, I think for me, I think maybe the fact that you got the child the other week, you know, the replica child, yeah. and the fact that you know I got to, to work on the show, you know, even for only a small amount of time, but I got to work on the show. So that's kind of a real nice um, token for me, you know. I think, you know, yeah. So I'd say that. Wow. Well, the fact that you said that you worked on the show, just <clears throat> wow. Well, there you go. It's still kind Incredible. of, you know, it's still kind of fun, a bit unbelievable that I've actually worked on Star Wars. But yeah, you know, it's, um, you know, it's a great achievement for you. you know, it was a small amount of uh, work, but yeah. Amazing. Oh, and, uh, it's a little bragging side, rights, a little side story to go with that is that the episode I worked on was actually going to be shown in America the day we arrived on our last trip. Yeah. So it was supposed to be shown on that Friday. But we couldn't get a Disney Plus account because it hadn't come out here yet, and we couldn't register the American one because you had to have a US. You had to have a US. You had to have a US address or credit card. So even though I arrived in America on the day the episode I worked on was shown, I still couldn't watch it till I got back to the UK. And oh, <laughs> I think that's the only time where 
I've been a nightmare customer for Disney because the, the, the manager of the hotel, I was begging and pleading him to give, let us see this episode. And I was down at the front desk in Coronado Springs kind of going, but he worked on the show and his episode's going out tonight. This is his first Star Wars project. And they were really, they were really, really fantastic. They were very, I can look back now and think, God, they were really patient. They did try. We were a nightmare. I did find it surprising <laughs> that the Disney hotels weren't showing Disney Plus for free as part of the package. You know, you had to have your own account to get in there. You know, I, I, yeah. yeah. I thought that with the, um, with the Riviera, Riviera rooms for the showing them around, originally saying, oh, Disney on demand. I thought, oh, Christ, it's it's, it's Disney plus your hotel room. It's not. It's, wow. it's really not. So, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from with that. If, if I, I mean, that is such an amazing story just mm. to have been, you know, again, it's, this, this, is, this is like a hold my coat kind of moment. It's like, oh, I, I was an extra in uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> hold my coat. I love it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I do have I think, one last. Sorry, I think people think we I I got you know, sort of met him and we fell in love, whatever, because he works on Star Wars. He's like, no, that was that was years down the line. It wasn't like straight away. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't tell him a thing when I was working on it either because I, I didn't want to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> such yeah. a such a great story. Um, I do have one last question. What's Darren bought this week? <laughs> Uh, what can I buy this week? Have you bought stuff this week? You have bought actually. I bought two things which for the next trip. Did you? So next trip we're going to try. Oh. Um, we're going to try doing some Disney bounding for the first time. Okay. Uh, so for anybody who doesn't know what Disney bounding is, basically you uh, dressing as near you can to being cosplay, uh, sort of cosplay light. Cosplay light. Yeah. We we kind of did it last time by dressing in uh, chipmunk head-to-toe T-shirts and bags and whatever. Yeah, this is going to be next level. But, yeah, this time. So a couple of items have come this week for me, which are just accessories. Uh, one, I'll get, I'll let you know what one of them is. It's a particular leather belt from a particular original trilogy. So, um, yeah, that's piecing together. So that's going to be some – that's going to be fun. That's yeah. Going to, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Or embarrassing at the same time. Or embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I've got to admit, that's one of the things that I probably don't like about Disney, that I, I can't dress up as my favourite character, but my 10-year-old cat, and like I say, Disney bounding is that, that's taking it down to that fine line of like, yeah. I'm not quite in costume just yet. Yeah. I um, I have seen some amazing stuff, like the stuff I uh, actually, Eckhart does for um, her brand is just absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah. I, I can't wait to see what you guys come up with when you do go next time. That'd be brilliant. Yeah, there are two really good YouTubers we watch in Los Angeles. What are they called? Uh, Always Believe. Always Believe. And they're really good at the bound, whole bounding thing. And she goes to like thrift stores and buys really good stuff. And, and you, you see what she turns into. And it's like these very close costumes to Star Wars, but it's not quite. But she just looks you know, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. We started with the idea of doing Star Wars, and now it's kind of taken its. Uh, yeah, it's, it's getting out of control with now going. Oh, we'll do one for Epcot as well. We'll do one for Toy Story Land. We'll do, yeah. <laughs> I love it, guys. That's well, good. thank you very much for agreeing to come on the show this week. Uh, uh, that bring us... <laughs> it does bring us to the end of this week's episode. Uh, but we would like to thank you for listening or watching if you are following us on YouTube. Uh, thank you to my wonderful co-hosts. Guys, um, how can the listener slash viewer reach out to you. Let's uh, start with Lewis this week. Oh, really? You're not going to yeah. go with the kids? 
Well, there you go. Um, I, I'm yeah. going to let the guests finish on their own. Oh, that's uh, that's <laughs> oh. very decent of you. Um, so yes, you can catch me on Facebook uh, or. Oh, you've really framed me. Uh, so <laughs> you can catch me on Facebook, uh, or you can obviously you can catch us on uh, your at your great adventures, uh, personal travel planning, and we specialise in Disney, Universal, and all things the USA. Uh, so yeah, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, online at www.yourgreatadventures.co.uk, and you can contact me directly at Lewis at yourgreatadventures.co.uk for any holiday needs at all. Thank you very much. Thank you very kindly, Mister Perry. Would you like to tell us about your favourite cesspool? Indeed, <laughs> I will. So uh, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at Perrings underscore with underscore the underscore mouse. And um, yes, as Andy said, I am on the cesspool of life uh, <laughs> at Perrings Mouse um, on there. If you wish to join me on the Twitter um, and then we can uh, we can we can all have little chats on Twitter. That'd be lovely. <laughs> I love it so much. It's so good. It's. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, and if you do work for Twitter yeah, and want to sponsor us. <laughs> Can I just say, guys, people do listen to this. I'm just I'm just telling you. Like, <laughs> people do listen to the stuff that we just talk about. <laughs> so random. <laughs> yeah, no, I love I love Twitter. Definitely. It's a great place to be. We do too. Yeah. 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 Just... <laughs> Gems. Uh, oh, brilliant. Uh, where can the listener and the uh, viewers contact you both uh, for your socials? So, Twitter. <laughs> I think I'll still have it. Um, yeah, Twitter is Robbo and Robbo and Gent. And then Instagram is Aussie Robbo and the English Gent. Uh, and yeah, um, so we're very visual on Instagram. So, we do prefer Instagram as a, as a you know, as a platform. Yeah. Um, Twitter, we, we do like the chit chat on Twitter when it doesn't have drama. So never. So never. never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stuff. And of course, if for some bizarre reason you do want to get in touch with myself, uh, I am on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as uh, the Robson family. Uh, vlogs underscore Robson on Danny's favorite social media platform. And we do have a blog on WordPress called the Robson Family Blog. Um, I, I I haven't put anything out in ages. I need to. I've I've got six different episodes of a blog here with the girls that I've been meaning to post for ages. And yeah, just I I, I need to I need to. I just need to stop uh, working and paying bills. Um. So thank you very much to our guests yet again. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you have enjoyed the show and you want to join our mailing list uh, for updates, sound bites, behind the scene clips, please email us at the following email address do what makes you disney podcast at gmail.com uh, also if you do have any suggestions for a question of the week any ideas for a show uh, we had a very very cool suggestion come through this week uh, by one of our um, subscribers uh, funny enough it's this guy's brother uh, where is he? i can't do this it's, it's danny's brother um that we've actually decided to make an episode out in the coming week so i will tell you what that is It'd be a very nice surprise. But yes, definitely if you want to get involved, please do that. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Bebo, MySpace, all those wonderful places. Uh, like, subscribe, 
please obviously let us know that you're enjoying what we do. Because if you do enjoy the podcast by liking, clicking that thumbs up, it tells Facebook that we're doing something really, really good. YouTube pushes up search engines. And it just means that we're, we know that week in, week out, that we're not talking to that one person in Pontypool. And I'm not talking about Kyle, of course. But please, obviously, let us know that you enjoy the work. We are available on all good podcast sites, Anchor. Yeah, Anchor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like <laughs> follow, subscribe. Five star comments and uh, you know. Thank you. It's just, it's just a bit real now. <laughs> we will be back again next week with another episode of the Do What Makes You Disney podcast. But until then, folks, please stay safe and remember to do what makes you Disney. Thank you very much and goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Peace. Peace.